All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. This was this was what I was, was going to say. Should we say hi first? Yeah. Okay. Hi. Um, hi. Hey, hi. everybody. Welcome. We're uh, we're talking again. We're in the podcast studio. Kyle's here. Yeah. He showed up again. Same. He showed up twice this week. On time. Yeah. I was early. I, <laughs> he was actually hidden from it. I couldn't even find him. Yeah. Um, we're doing two because you're gonna be gone. I am. Yeah, you're leaving us. Yeah. Where I'm, are you going? <laughs> I'm going to Guatemala. Okay. To see about some work there that our church could be part of, mm. which could help. I know this is a long walk, <clears throat> kind of, could help the border crisis wow. at the U.S.-Mexican border. Yeah. There's lots of people there yeah. who are in crisis. Um, it's rough. I got to go there last summer, went to a migrant camp, 2,000 people, like, yeah. with nothing. It's right. just, it's not a political thing. It's just, like, there's hurting people here. And what I know about the church is where there's hurting people, it's our job to help. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my invitation got lost in the mail somewhere, but, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's just okay. look, look for it. Look for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, keep be, Keep looking. Okay, great. Yep. Okay, that's you just, fine. You just yeah. be looking for it. I will. I will. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> Part of the part of the thing is if if there's good partners there, then it is a thing that people can go yeah. and they and they can do. Right. Which okay, this gets me to what we were talking about before we hit record. Okay. Okay. Which is, um, there's a lot of people who would say like, Kyle, why are you going to Guatemala to try to help? Like, you can't yeah. do that. <laughs> what do you you what do you, what do you know? Yeah. You don't know it. You don't right. even know Spanish. How right. are you going to help? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what business have you to try to make something new and better? And I, I feel like there are two kinds of people in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> broadly speaking. <laughs> there are creative problem pointer outers. Yeah. And there are creative problem solvers. Okay. I would like to be a creative problem solver. Yeah. The creative yeah. problem pointer outers are the people who are like, yeah, I see what you want to do there. That's going to be impossible. <clears throat> right? I mean, right. that's like when you want to get this podcast started, right. people told you it was impossible, right? Yeah. Bad yeah. idea. Don't yeah. even try. <laughs> What yeah. do you know, Nick? You never made a podcast before. I mean, and I was pretty new to staff too. So it's like, don't, like, I had to listen to everybody else. Yeah. And I think people think they're being well-intentioned. Like, well, you know, I don't want you to, like, get started and then get disappointed and fall right. into a pit you didn't see. So I'm going to tell you all the potential problems <laughs> and why this is probably a terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. But if, if we pay attention to those voices in our lives, we never get to a new place. We never right. get to make something new. We never get to go to a new country, have a new experience. Or or help, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think about this Guatemala trip, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there's a million reasons why it makes no sense for me to go and try to help, or for yeah. our church to jump in and try to help. Yeah. Also, that there's people who need help. Let's give it a shot. Right. Yeah. Let's see if there's a creative way to solve this problem and to get in there and to help. So I love it. Anyway, I love it. Um, so today, uh, we could talk about that further in depth. Mm-hmm. We could also talk about burnout and how to stay energized because I just came from a, a film shoot and it's oh. like I'm tired and I don't want to film or record a podcast how do you stay charged you know yeah. or I just hand you my phone of list of topics that I keep and you just pick one <laughs> you pick one no I do that every week I want you to pick one these are all from my brain how about okay. you just scroll through there's a lot 
Okay. okay. Pick a number like one and ten. Seven. Oh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Can I trust the Bible? Uh, yes. Next. next. Oh, let's <laughs> okay. go to number three. <laughs> uh, do you want to do that one? Uh, sure. Why not? Okay. Great. We'll do that one. Can I trust the Bible? Yeah. Um, it's a great question to ask. Uh, I think you're going to have to determine how you would know if it was trustworthy. Okay. Okay. So before before you start to answer the question, like how would you know? Which yeah. this is something, by the way, people start out yeah. with a question or a problem. And, and they often don't know how they're going to judge the answer by the end. I just, earlier today, this is, this is somewhat, somewhat random. I was talking to um, somebody about creative professional work, and they, they wanted an hour of my time to basically go like, how do you do it at Crossroads? You guys do it really well. Give me some tips and tricks and processes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and this is somebody who runs a brand that if I said it, everyone would know. Literally every person <clears throat> listening to this podcast would would know. Wow. Be like, oh, them. Wow, that brand. And one of the things I shared was like, before you start the project, mm-hmm. you should determine how you'll know if it's successful or not. Yeah, yeah. What? How will you know? Right. What's the metric you're going to look at? And I talked about how like at Crossroads, we've obsessed for about a year and a half over retention on YouTube. When mm. we make a video, we're going to look right. at how long do people watch and then we're going to know whether it's successful. So yeah. uh, anyway- if you're going to ask the question, is the Bible trustworthy? You have to go like, how would I know? How would I know if it's trustworthy? Yeah. So okay. let me, I'll just ask you that question. What would <clears throat> tell you you can trust the Bible? Um, I don't know. And I'll, I'll say from my own experience, like when I became a Christian about five years ago, um, I started reading it because like, okay, I'm going to read the Bible because I'm a Christian now and the Bible's Christian, whatever. Um, but then as I like further along a few years later, it's like, why do I, there's some things I believe. And then when I read the Bible, it doesn't fully line up with what I believe. Um, and it was hard to know, like, okay, how do I take what I'm reading and know if that's trustworthy? You know, Mm -hmm. like, how do I know? And I think some questions ask, like, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. Who, who wrote it? How do we know who wrote it? What if we got like things wrong as we've passed it down? Stuff like that. Um, I've heard rumors of like the Protestant Bible has different books in the Bible than the Catholic Bible. It's like, it's true. Okay. Why, why is that a thing? Because isn't one right and one's wrong? I don't know. And it's just like, if I'm reading, if the thing I'm reading is full of all these questions, then what do I have? What do I have left? (laughs) Right. Right. So let's start with this. I think there's a few filters in there that, that you are pointing at. So okay. I'll just call them out explicitly. <clears throat> if you want to know if you can trust the Bible, the first thing you should do is say, what is the Bible? Well, okay. the Bible is a, it, it is not a rule book. And a lot of people think this. They're like, oh, the Bible is yeah. a list of rules. Yeah. It's actually not. Read it. And it's, it, it's actually mostly historical accounts about real people in real places told over thousands of years. That's what the Bible is. Yeah. Okay. And so it lists real people in real places. Loads of geography. Loads of explicit like... Yeah. This town is in this location mm-hmm. and these people lived here and they did these activities. Yeah. And so there's like, you can go back and you can know there's a place called uh, Bethsaida in the right. New Testament. Bethsaida was a fishing village. Um, you can read about that. You can read yeah. about a place called Capernaum. Yeah. Capernaum was on the Sea of Galilee. There was another fishing village. It's where supposedly um, Peter and Andrew lived. They lived in Peter's mother-in-law's house. They were fishermen. 
Okay. Okay. Explicit. Right. So one of the things you can do is go like, uh, super baseline. Is this trustworthy? Is it made up? Right. Like, did someone write this yeah. a thousand years ago and it's just completely made up? Or are these people and places real? That's the first question to ask. It's a historical account of people and places. Okay. It lists their beliefs. But again, before we get to the, whether their beliefs are accurate and trustworthy, let's talk about whether they actually were there. What about the stories that are like stories, meant to be read as stories? If they're meant to be read as stories. How do I know what's the Well, those would be based on, again, is the, is the foundation of this a lie? And again, the foundation of the Bible is a historical account about real people in real places. Okay. They told stories to illustrate morals. Yeah. Before we determine whether their morals are right and their beliefs are right, let's just ask the question of like, were they even real? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a super important question. Okay. Because if they're not real, then you can throw the entire thing out. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So one of the ways you do that, best way is you literally go dig around in the dirt and you see, does this hold water? Yeah. This is, I, and this is, this is top of mind for me because I just spent a week uh, and a day, eight days. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a week and a half. I was like, no, it wasn't a week and a half. It was eight days. Eight days in Israel traveling, traveling with uh-huh. an archeolo- yeah. archaeologist yeah. looking at the dirt. Mm. What's actually here? What do we actually see? What, what, what does this say? And, and the truth is, I think most people don't know this, the dirt backs up the, the historical accounts. Okay. So when it says, I mentioned Bethsaida. Yeah. I went to Bethsaida. You actually saw the place. Saw the place. Hmm. It is under excavation. Um, it's currently, there's a there was a town that people thought was Bethsaida that's like three miles from the Sea of Galilee yeah. that was mislabeled as the town. Yeah. Turns out it's not the town. It's a different town. Six years ago... Um, an archaeologist from the University of Florida discovered and is now leading the excavation of what is now known to be Bathsaida. It yeah. is where the Bible says it is, not yeah. three miles north. That was right. always a point of contention. Like, it's in this kind of fishing village. Why uh-huh. would you be three miles from the water? Right. Well, you wouldn't. Turns yeah. out that's not the place, right? <laughs> yeah. So they've now found this. They're currently excavating it. Capernaum, same yeah. thing. I mentioned that. Um was there. This is within the last week of my life. Stood mm-hmm. in Capernaum, mm-hmm. saw the ruins of a first century house that was the house of Peter's mother-in-law. Zero question from the archaeological re- record. This is where Peter was, which if you know your Bible, um, the story of where the, the, the friends bring their paralyzed buddy to yeah. see Jesus yeah. and they rip a hole in the roof and they yeah. lower the guy down on a mat. Yeah. It was that house. Really? Yes. Wow. I saw that house. You saw that house. I saw the floor. <laughs> Saw the ruins. Really? It's right where it says it is. It's, How do it, they know? It's, it's all there. Um, in part because a lot of the, the places that were special or known in the years after Jesus' death became common places of, of worship in the oh, region. Oh, wow. Right? So another one is where the cross and the tomb is, yeah. which is the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Okay? So these places, from early on, there is evidence, which I've gone down under the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Mm-hmm. This is like off limits to the public. Gone down underneath the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And you can see ruins of first century baptismals and writing on the wall that says literally within years of Jesus being crucified and, and, and resurrected, people were meeting there commonly. And mm-hmm. it was a place of, of worship, okay. right? Okay. So part of how these places get preserved is there are people who met there. Yeah. Um, from the moment these events happened, and they celebrated them as, as sites. And then there's a, a point, we mentioned Helena. 
in yes. a previous episode. Yes, okay, have. so here's more about Helena. You didn't know you're going to get more on Helena no. today. Oh Boom! boy, Helena, yeah, I'm so just what you wanted. <laughs> okay, so she she was actually pivotal because she traveled to Israel. Yeah, and she was like, "Where did where was the crucifixion?" And yeah. everyone's like, "Right there." Hmm. You can see because we've built a little memorial, kind of like yeah. crosses on the side right. of highways is how right. is how we've talked about it in the yeah. past. And she went, awesome, I'm going to build a church here. And right. she built churches over a lot of the places. And so now we can go back. And, you know, since she was there, the Middle East has gone through so many different hands, that, that yeah. region. Yeah, so. Yeah. Buildings were built. They were destroyed when the Muslims took it over. And then the Crusaders came and they built churches again. And then those got destroyed. And uh-huh. so it's all these layers of ruins. But you can dig back down. And this Capernaum house is an example. You can see uh, an early Byzantine church. That's the Roman Christians, the Byzantines, who built a church over <clears throat> this home yeah. specifically, wow. which is right where the Bible says it would be. Hmm. And so we know... well. That's the home of okay. Peter's mother-in-law. Same with the cross and the tomb. You can go back and you can see that this church, the mm-hmm. ruins of a church that Helena herself built are over this specific yeah. rock and this yeah. specific tomb. And this historical record of the building of these places, wow. why they were built there. And so like um, both of those, I would say, we can never be 100% certain. Video, video evidence doesn't say this is 100% where it happens. Yeah. Okay, short of that, this is definitely where it happened. Okay. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I get that. So, it's, it's reliable. What's hard about that? Okay, cool. We can figure out the place was real. Yep. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of places that we can figure out is real, and other other books in history can like name those places or reference them. Yep. Um, but the Bible's full of ideas um, from people, and people, I know people. Yeah. People are imperfect um, I love them, and also they are super frustrating. It's like, why should I trust what I read from a human being that is just, you know, similar to the human beings that I know, mm-hmm. and they're bringing this idea that I'm supposed to guide my life with? Yeah. Why? Well, again, let's let, let's, let's finish step one, then we'll okay. move on to that question. Got it. Step one is, were these people real, and were these places real? Because if they weren't, I'd throw out the whole thing. I would argue, based on my extensive time in the Middle East, studying the the ruins. I've Mm -hmm. also traveled through Turkey and through Greece, looking at the ruins from um, all the letters that Paul wrote, which are most of the New Testament. Were those real? Were those places real? Mm -hmm. Did those people exist? Mm -hmm. And again, I'd say, oh, yeah. There's. I've seen rocks with somebody who Paul mentions in the New Testament in one of his letters, their name carved into a rock. You've seen that? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. It's, like it's it's there. And I say that because I feel like people believe these flimsy things they just hear. Yeah. Oh, the Bible's not real. It was only written a couple hundred years ago. A bunch of people made it up or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's just not true. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The people and the places exist. The people and their ideas then, which is what you ask about, mm-hmm. they really existed and they really believed what they said. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Now then, we we have to go. Can I trust what they proposed as true? Okay, yeah. How to, I don't know how to even start that. Like, if I said right now, like, uh, you know, I can say something in a Bible-y way, like it's a good spiritual practice to follow Jesus and sleep with one eye open. Sure. And if I wrote that two thousand years ago, even though it sounds ridiculous, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> like, how, like it doesn't. Uh, uh, what if that got in there? You know. Just well, and there in. was there was a lot of that out there. 
Okay. A lot of it. Okay. So especially in the early church, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that doesn't make the Bible. And again, this is critical to understand. Yeah. The Bible is a collection yeah. of many people's story mm-hmm. in writing over many, many centuries. That's the Bible. And so what makes it and what doesn't becomes a really big question. And in the first couple year, hundred years of Christianity, there was a big question. Like, does this thing count? Right. Or does it not count? Is this worth following or is it not? And you mentioned the Catholic Bible and the Protestant Bible. They're they're different. There's yeah. there's extra books in the Catholic Bible is yeah. the simplest way to say it. Mm-hmm. Those books in the Protestant um, branch of the faith, the Protestant church would say, those actually don't line up with the rest. Yeah. There's beliefs in there that contradict some of the rest of it or things that are just off. Yeah. And so they've won like these we don't count as um, part of the canon of the Bible is the word. Yeah. Um, but if you want to know, I mean, the best way is you can do research. You know, I'm not going to go into all that. If anybody yeah. wants to learn how was the Bible decided, how was it formed, just Google it and yeah. read about it. You can mm-hmm. read all about it. The short version is really smart people for a really <laughs> long time, carefully looked at every piece of possible mm-hmm. scripture yeah. and went, yeah. Does this match what we already have and mm-hmm. know for certain to be from God and true, right. both yeah. from Old Testament scripture and firsthand accounts of, I heard Jesus say this, not that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that you make a great point there, that if you're wondering, if, if you're listening right now and you're like, well, I want to hear the research and such. Um, I think that's awesome because we should go and try to find the answers to these questions that we have. Um, when I hear a lot of people who get stuck in the doubt, or questions that they can't answer, but they don't actually look for the answer. I think those, or or it's scary to confront the hard questions you have in your mind. Like if if I was listening to this, I'd be one of those people like, oh, I hope the Bible's trustworthy, but I don't know, you know, kind of right. like clenching of like, I hope it's true, but I'm not going to confront the fact that I'm scared about that. Yep. Um, and it's important for us to do our individual work to try to answer that. I think it's a question worth answering. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't don't just like, well, this is what I heard. Yeah. Okay, did you like even put ten right. minutes of effort into finding out mm-hmm. if it's true? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when you do, I would say, like if you type in is the Bible true into Google, um, let's let's try let's that right do now. That. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see what it says. Is the Bible true? Let's Although see Google probably up. knows you're a pastor and is going to put things at the top <laughs> close to that. I get a answers in Genesis.org uh-huh. result. I get gotquestions.org. Yep. I like that website. I get focus on the family.com. Okay. Arkencounter.com. Okay. Uh I get a Gallup poll. One third of Americans believe the Bible is literally true. <laughs> I get stuff like that. <laughs> it the point of that is Put on your like whole thinking cap, use mm-hmm. your whole brain mm-hmm. and yeah. then read what people have to say. Click yeah. on any of those links. Yeah. But then ask yourself like, who's telling me this? Right. And do they have an agenda for me to believe one way or the other? Right. And don't just settle at one. That's the, one yeah. of the beautiful parts of the internet is you can do research. Yeah. I would argue the stakes are substantial enough that it's worth you spending months of your life doing yeah. research and trying to figure this out. Because if right. it's true, it super matters. Right. And if it's not true, right. don't waste your whole life believing yeah. it is. Right. Yeah. So like put in some effort. Yeah. 
or like half reading it for years and then just one day like maybe it's not real and you stop yeah yeah i mean that's the like okay so when when i was in sixth grade my parents gave me a bible and for christmas which is like oh thanks <laughs> in sixth grade uh, yeah nice it's not what i wanted nice. <laughs> but they gave it to me and and i have this vivid memory of trying to read it yeah and just thinking like either this is true and it's the only thing that matters mm-hmm. or it's not true and i don't want to waste any of my time with it yeah and I just go like, that's that's <clears throat> it. If you're listening, like right. that, literally, there's no other. It's either true and it's all that matters, or it's not and it doesn't. Yeah. What do you believe, and and why do you believe it? Mm-hmm. Put in the work. In sixth grade, just FYI, I got a PlayStation Three, so that's way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so much better. I had I had a lot of fun. Just so, getting a Bible's better. <laughs> <laughs> so how? So these people in the Bible who wrote these things that are collected into a book. Yeah. Right. How do I trust them? Can I trust them? Why yeah. should I trust them? Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of what they're saying is um, proposed ways to live your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So step one to ask is, what are they actually saying? Mm-hmm. Does this line up with other pieces? Because um, it's each each thing in the Bible is one piece of a larger whole. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Some people, sometimes people can get off track because they'll take a sentence or a phrase in the Bible and they'll ignore the, all the rest of it. Yeah. And they go, like, I can't believe this yeah. is this is true. Like um, the, the, in the Psalms, it talks about the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't trust the Bible. Oh, I see. What There's you're no end. The earth's not flat. I see. Sorry yeah. if you believe that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no end. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, okay. Uh, right totality of scripture i don't think the bible argues that the earth mm. is flat like relax mm. a little I bit i see what you're saying yeah. so, you, so you have to take it in the, in the bigger context yeah but when it comes to a belief thing what i always tell people is you're gonna have to decide whether or not to try it okay so if it says that um praying to god with gratitude in your heart produces peace yeah it's in the bible right uh you're not gonna know until you do it so try it hmm does it produce peace in you? Then you'll know that it's true. And if it I doesn't, yeah. then maybe it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like I do, yeah. I think that's the thing. And we've had on this a little bit before in here, but it's <clears> worth <throat> it, it's worth underlining. Faith is I have enough reason to think this is true to try it. Yeah. That yeah. is faith. Right. Okay. I'm gonna live as if this is true. Yeah. So what about like parts of the Bible that are hard to believe? You know? Like there are definitely stories. Um, that sound literal or real or yeah. stories that are like far from literal or real. Yeah. Um, that would definitely, if I was questioning things, I'd be like, well, I don't know about that. Totally. You know? How do I, what do I do with that? Uh, don't check your brain at the door. Like don't, uh-huh. don't think you have to become, yeah. you know, yeah, crazy okay. <laughs> to believe in stuff. <laughs> right. I, I'll give you an example for me. Yeah. Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of my answers of is the Bible true is from the arkencounter.com. I want to say before I say anything else about the ark, I have no idea whether there was yeah. actual yeah. The, Noah's ark because right. the thing about it, my belief with God, he can do whatever he wants to, okay? Right. Right. So he could do something that is impossible. He could fit two of every kind of animal all over the world into a uh-huh. boat that's not nearly big enough to hold them all. Right. It could be like Mary Poppins' purse. <laughs> like you just stuff and it's like a magical Right. He could totally do that. Yeah. He's got, he can do, he can do whatever he wants to. Okay. Yeah. 
Also, though, if I just look at it and I look at geology, yeah, the geological record does not show a worldwide flood. It does show a large localized Middle Eastern flood from the time of Noah. Hmm. The rocks show that. Interesting. And so when I look at it, I go, was this a global <clears throat> flood? And I have to believe this. Like, how did the how did the uh, uh, lemurs from Madagascar? Uh-huh. Yeah. The only place they live. How do they <laughs> cross the ocean? It's funny. To yeah. make it onto, like, it doesn't make any logical sense. Right. Again, God can right. do whatever he wants to. If you, if you believe the ark was right. exactly as described. You can just, was a, like, flick them. That's totally there. fine with me. Yeah. And, and that could be true, right? Yeah. But I, but I just look at it and I go, how do I reconcile the rocks, mm-hmm. geology, mm-hmm. to this story? What does this actually say? And I would look at it and I would say... There is ample reason to believe, and in the historical record of how it was interpreted, yeah. that when it says the flood covered the whole world, what it means is the flood covered Noah's whole world. Yeah, and the the story backs that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could I did a whole video on this. If anybody's interested, just go to crossroads.net, hit the little um, play button. Uh, no, hit the hit the search button. Okay. The eye the not, not eyeglass. What's it called? <laughs> Magnifying glass. There you go. The, the universal symbol for search. <laughs> Click that, type in Noah, and you'll you'll see the video. You'll pop up. I'll pop up. Yeah. Okay. And you can you can you can listen to kind of kind of that one because I really wrestle through like there's I mean there's bigger pieces of that story too like the the story of Noah is God is so disappointed with his kids that he brutally murders all of them except for one family. Wow. Ouch. How do you how does that how does, how does that fit, that fit in? Yeah. Jesus who forgives me. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does that make any sense? He doesn't. Jesus, That's hard. God isn't the father who, when I mess up, brutally murders me. Yeah. He's yeah. the one who forgives me yeah. again and again and again and loves right. me anyway. So right. how do you fit these two things together? I think they're great questions. Hmm. What What happens, though, is people just go like, yeah, right. Exactly. Kyle, how can that be true? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not. Yeah. I'm like, well... You should do more research because there's a lot of things that seem obviously impossible that aren't. Yeah. Like look yeah, at yeah. I mean this is this is getting way out there, but again, if we wanna if we wanna go to what's true and what's not, try reading about quantum mechanics sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's all yeah. kinds of things that are like that can't possibly be true. A particle is in one location like, or in two locations at the yeah. same exact time. There's like quarks and quarks and Yes. It's crazy named things. There are do you know that particles there's a charm quark. Did you know that? What's a charm quark? It's part of it's part of what's this called quantum quantum me- mechanics. Me- mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's part of it. There you go. But I, I just say that to go like, what we think is true, or what's possible. Yeah, science would back up. Oh, yeah. way more is true and possible yeah. than you think. And if that's true there, why not why not apply it to Bible, to faith, to belief right. systems too, and right. just work at it. You know, yeah. like it, don't be. This this sounds really harsh, and I don't mean it harsh, but like, don't be lazy. Yeah, it yeah. matters. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I realize there's more. There's a lot more to this topic than I, I thought there was. Like, I think a good topic could be like, how do I handle hard truth in the Bible, or like, how do I even think about it? You know, and we only have. Well, I think there's another question of like, well, I like some parts but not other parts. Yeah, and like, is how that do you okay? That? Right. Can I just not believe some of the parts? So to end, um, instead of going those other topics, I'll write those down after this. Can you help me remember that? Probably not, but I'll try. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, is is there a way that I can... What's my next step? Slash, how can I read the Bible in a humble position where I'm not either um, just trying to 
check my brain at the door. Yeah. Or I'm not scared to ask questions. Um, I would start to interact with it every day is what mm-hmm. I would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if people want like a tactical thing, yeah, take 30 days and read the Bible. Uh, two options for you, or you can mix and match. Read the book of Matthew. Yeah. It's like the longest biography of Jesus. Yeah. It's New Testament. Mm-hmm. It says what he says, uh, records his life, and Proverbs from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It's like bite-sized bits of wisdom. And if you do those, if you, if you, again, you can pick one or the other, you could read them both. You could read a proverb a day and you could read a chapter of Matthew a day. And when you hear something or you read something that gives like a, Ooh, I could apply that today. Try it. Yeah. And see what happens. Okay. Do you experience more peace? Right. Do you get closer to the life Jesus says is possible for you? Yeah. Or, or not like do it. Don't just don't don't treat it as a hypothetical. Like oh, I don't you I don't know if the Bible's true, so I'm not going to pick it. Well, pick yeah. it up. <laughs> you know, someone's like, right. How do I know if Harry Potter is good? Yeah, oh, read it. <laughs> that's how. Point. Yep. For yep. yourself. Right. You know, like, right. That's, try it. Right. Okay. Um, so that's the next step, people. Did you want to say anything about how to read it, like in a humble way, like an open mind? Honestly, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think you should say that. I should say it. Yeah. How to ha- how to go go at it with an open mind? Yeah, because I think that's a I think that's a that's a really big deal. Okay, what I would say is if you're the one who's scared like me, um, who would be in that position, confront it first of all. Just be like, okay, I can say, like say it out loud. I'm scared that the Bible isn't trustworthy. Start there, and then be bold and courageous to ask some questions. What specifically are you scared isn't true? Because once you have those written down, you can actually start to um, look that up, research it, ask God about it, talk to your friends about it, stuff like that. What was the other perspective? I think that's it. Be open-minded. Great. It's not, I mean, okay. I think in a, in a culture that preaches being open-minded. Yeah. We are actually, yeah. Not. Most people aren't. Right. Not. Right. Be different. Let's be different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we love you guys. Hey, hi to the people who are listening from other countries. I see I see you on the statistics. So hello. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. I don't know what time it is there. Um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.